But in the real world, you have to play your bad shots. Whether it's in the fairway or it's in the rough, it's still yours. You got to play it where it lies. And that goes back to the saying of ownership and responsibility for it. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Struggle to Strength podcast, your source for real life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths in all things mind, muscle, and money. then marshall tell us uh tell us who you are where you're from what you're about hey, how you got here hey i'm marshall townsend yeah my company is mt2 leadership and uh i'm a an executive leadership coach and keynote speaker and uh, i started my business about seven years ago after leaving the corporate world uh, where i've been working as a coach teaching mentor for the for the military for almost 18 years and prior to that i had 20 years on active duty as an ar- armor officer so I had a lot of military experience behind me before I stepped out into the business world and started taking what I was doing with leaders in the military and helping in, a, in the business world. Um, and uh, and one of the things I got to do is I've been asked to be a keynote speaker in a number of places. And I was asked to be the keynote speaker at uh, the First Tee program. They have a, a, a program called the Joe Lewis Burroughs uh, Skills and Leadership Academy. And I was brought in as the keynote for that. And that was, uh, that's where I developed this one talk about uh, mark your ball. It's because I was able to talk to the kids and the youth there. And it was, it was great because as I was talking about it, the kids were nodding their head. They're all teenagers, but they're all nodding their heads. And, and the coaches that were with them were also nodding their heads. <laughs> so it's always good to see when you, you write a speech and then you present it for the very first time and everybody goes, well, you know, they, they love universally. Them. Yeah. yeah it's universally. <laughs> universally and across age groups. You know, I think a lot yeah. of times it can be hard to connect to multiple age groups. Um, but yeah, that's a good feeling. You kind of, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with it. It sounds like. So I'm curious, this, this mark your ball conversation is a discussion about leadership and, and personal growth lessons from golf. I imagine you're a golfer. Uh, yes, I, I well, let's say I kicked the ball around a little bit. So. <laughs> I think everyone does, don't yeah. they? <laughs> who's who's actually good at golf? I don't know yeah. anyone. I think to, for personally, I'm, I've never been very good at golf. But to me, golf was one of those things where if I hit one out of like six to eight shots, and it's a good shot. I feel like I'm doing pretty good, which in any other capacity would be like a massive failure. It would feel like <laughs> one out of eight. That's like a 20, you know, what is that? I don't even know. I'm, I'm not going to the percentage, but like that's, that's not a good percentage, but in golf for me, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know what your take on it. How, how the, how golf. Well, obviously, into- obviously we, we like to play the game of golf. Uh, yeah. right? you, you like to play. And, and if you're like me, you're out there, you know, it's a high adventure when I'm out at a golf course and, and, but I love playing the game, but like I say, it's high adventure, but let me ask you this. Have you ever played the other game, the game of driving range? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's like like, games, right? like yeah. a top golf. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. So on the driving range, the big thing about, I like about driving range, it's always a flat level playing field. And, you know, I get a bucket of balls. I get 30 balls. I hit my 30 balls. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm out in a golf course. I could be out there all day hitting balls. You know, so uh, there's a big difference between the two. But here's the thing is, um, have you ever met anybody that lives their life like they're on the driving range? And that is they show up and they expect, actually better yet, they demand a flat flat and level playing field. 
and you're going to give them a bucket of balls and that's it. You put 30 balls in my bucket and I'm not, I'm not hitting any more, any less. Don't give me, you know, I'm, I'm not here to exceed expectations. You know, my, my job is to do the, the minimum amount of work with the maximum amount of pay. And then I'm home. I'm off to the club. I'm to the clubhouse as soon as I've emptied my bucket. Uh, comparing that to where I'm out on the golf course, man, I, like I say, I'm out there all days. Who knows how many times I'm going to hit the ball. But when I'm living this, the people, when I meet people that live their life like they're on the driving range, a couple of things come to mind is that there are those that live on the driving range in life because that's where they want to be. They want to be there. That's where they're comfortable. That's where they, they feel the safest and they don't want to change anything. Give me my bucket of balls. I'm going to hit them. I'm never going to have to pick them up. I'm never going to have to go look for them. I, you know, it's fire and forget. I'm done and, and I'm going home. And then there's those that are stuck on the driving range who really are dreaming about, they want to go out and play golf, but they don't know how to make that transition because all they know is driving range. So what, what I did is I developed a little game with, with them to find out if, they, if they're ready to move to the golf course. And this begins with, what if I give you your bucket of 30 balls and I had you hit your 30 balls in the driving range and then I told you to go pick them up? What would that do to you? You know, first of all, you, you you'd probably have a fit that, what do you mean I got to pick them up? And there's those that, that would just, okay, I got this. I'm going to get my, my wedge and I'm just going to hit them about 10 yards. I'll just hit them all the whole bucket about 10, and then I'll go pick them up. So I like, I like that. That's playing small. Like that was good. But there are those of us that want to hit the ball out in the course, but how do you go out and pick up your balls? If there's a thousand balls in the course, how do you find your balls? Cause I don't want you to pick up any 30 balls. I want you to pick up the ones you hit. And what would you want to do before you hit the ball? Market. I would mark it, right? I think we would agree that if I put some sort of mark on it, then, then I could find it. But here's the thing. is a little bit of magic happens when you mark that ball is you take ownership of the ball. And not only ownership of the ball, you take ownership of where it goes, what it does, who it impacts, and where it winds up. And, and the, that's not all. Not only do you get ownership, you get responsibility for where it goes, what it does, who it impacts, and where it winds up. And that's a big jump between just hitting the ball and forgetting about it or never having to worry about it. Somebody else's job to pick up the mess you made. Uh, and then be, if you taking ownership and responsibility for the ball. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's kind of the basic fundamentals of the talk of where – when I'm talking to youth groups and kids or just even people in business, uh, I use this same speech with key leaders at uh, Warren Air Force Base out in Wyoming. I was brought in and had almost 400 uh, leaders there. And this was the keynote speech I used. And, and it really had to deal with, are you taking ownership and responsibility of what you do? You know, we live in a world where how many tweets go downrange that nobody... <laughs> They just, they're just sending them, you know, mm -hmm. kids are learning that they can just fire and forget. They don't have mm -hmm. to ever take a responsibility ownership for what they do. Uh, and, and that's a big mindset. Cause if you were going to move from driving range to the golf course, why, why do you mark your ball on the golf course? You know, obviously for the game of going and find them on the driving range is important, but why do you mark them when you're on the golf course? It's so that when you, the three of us are playing, you know, I'm going to outdrive you and I don't want you to play my ball. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to walk down there and my ball is going to be 10 yards further 
than yours. And I want to make sure you're not you're not going to mistake and play my ball. I want to have my ball marked. Because you know what, what that means is when that ball is 10 yards further, you know what that means? That means it's a selfie moment, right? <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs> I got to get this picture. I got to get a picture of me, my ball. You guys are out of focus in the background. You know, I got to get this picture because I tell you what, I get real proud of that ball. When I've got that ball in the middle of the fairway, when it's out there, it's a great shot. It's the best shot. Uh, I'm really proud of that. But here's the thing I asked the kids was, okay, I, I know you're proud of that, but are you just as proud of that ball when that ball's in the rough, when that ball's in the hazard or out of bounds? Are you are you ready for that selfie then? Are you excited about being seen standing over a ball that's in a bad place? And are you willing to play that ball? See, that's again back to the driving range. Is you never have to play your bad shots, but in the real world, you have to play your bad shots, whether it's in the fairway or it's in the rough, it's still yours. You got to play it where it lies. And that goes back to the saying of ownership and responsibility for it. It, it. There are those that would think, well, what happens if, uh, what if I, what if I do this? What if I don't mark my ball until I get a good shot, right? I'm not going to mark it off the tee, tee no, because it might go in the hand. If it goes in hazard, I'll just I'll just drop and hit another one. And when it gets in the fairway, then I'll run down there and mark it, and it'll be mine. But that's kind of that, what I call the the driving range calling to you, where you, you, you don't have to take responsibility for it. And when the ball's out in the hazard, it's, 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 it's tough for you to be seen out there playing a bad shot. And, and you've got to be just as excited about playing a bad shot as you are playing a good shot. Yeah, this is a this is a great concept and kind of just reminds me of like when we were starting our podcast. Like I think a lot of people they're like, you know, I'm going to start like starting a podcast as an example, like you know, I I'm going to start a podcast when I'm ready to start a podcast with the kind of thought in the back of their head that like if they did it now they'd be terrible. And they don't want to like present that to people. So they want to, you know, like when I'm ready, I'm going to do this thing. Um, and the, and the fact is, is that you're just never going to be ready. Like how could you possibly be good at it when you've never done it before? Yeah. You always are going to have to do that. Like first, you know, few episodes that are just terrible <laughs> and you know, you don't know, you don't know what you're doing and you have to like, like you're saying, kind of mark your ball and stand by it with, with the, the pride and like present that thing in a way that, you know, I don't know. I, I think of it as like, is doing the thing and just knowing that like where you're going to be someday, you know what I mean? Like, I don't look at myself as like, um, Oh, I'm doing this right now. I don't know what I'm doing. It's trash. It's like, no, this is just like the, the moment that I am on the journey. And like that journey there is, is everything. Yep. Yeah. I agree with this as well. I, I think it reminds me a lot, you know, at, at our, our company, we have uh, one of our core values is responsibility. And it's the concept that not everything is your fault, but everything is your responsibility. And, you know, you were mentioning you'll hit that ball and it's marked and you're responsible, responsible for where it goes and where it ends up and who it impacts. And it might not go where you thought it was going to go. It might not go where you wanted it to go, but you're still responsible for it. And so it's interesting to hear that, you know, the game of golf has so many lessons that we can learn and are very easy to understand that ownership is one of the most important things we can practice. And it's not just when we've done good, but we have to take ownership of every action. So I guess my next question is how do we, how do we practice that? Obviously practice makes perfect, but 
that's a that's that's a challenging thing to overcome is the fear of taking ownership if it's something you're not used to doing. It, it is. It's uh, but that's where that's to me that's where a coach comes in. I, I mm-hmm. as, that's one of the things as a coach is I work with so many people in business right now who don't want to take ownership of their business. They, they they're in business, but they really don't own their business. Because they, they went to the seminar, they went to the workshop, they read the book, they did all this other, this was all everybody else's work that they have dived into, or they brought in a consultant to tell them how to run their business. And they refuse to take ownership of how their business is being run. Uh, they, they're basically, they're really good at driving range. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when it comes to having to walk across and take, go to that first tee and start playing the course, they keep falling back to this this concept is somebody else has got to tell me what I'm supposed to do next. You know, imagine is you're on, you're mm-hmm. a putting, you know, you, some people hire a caddy. I call it, they, they want a caddy to come along and tell them what shot to play, what, what to do next. And, and to tell them whether they did well or, or they're doing, whether they're doing good. So imagine, you know, you're on the green putting and you line up that putt and you, you're, you're going to sink it to the hole and you go hit it and immediately look to the caddy. Did it go in? <laughs> you know, where, where to go, where to go? And the answer is, why don't you look? Why don't you tell me where it went? Why don't you tell me if it's a good, good, uh, if it was hit or what you did wrong or what would you like to correct on the next, next attempt? That's where a coach should be in there working with them to help them begin to ask themselves the hard questions, to go deep inside and say what, what it is I am doing wrong. Why didn't that work? You know, why didn't that social media campaign fail? Why, why am I not getting customers in the door? Why did, you know, I, I can tell you, but I don't want to tell you. I want to have you tell yourself that. Mm-hmm. And on the golf course, the day you stop looking, you know, the day I stopped looking at my dad, you know, hey, dad, what do you think about that shot? And it was, that, sucked, that shot sucks, son. You know, you, <laughs> you lifted your head. You did everything wrong, you know, and it was just like, terrorize me every time I hit the golf ball with my dad there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the day I, I stopped worried about that and I started taking ownership and responsibility for my game and how, what I was doing, then I started to improve. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, that's the big, big step is, is stop looking at somebody else to tell you what's right, what's wrong and start finding for inside yourself where you want to go with this. What, what is your right? What is your wrong? Mm-hmm. Is and that only, a natural, like, is that something you're born with or is that something that we can learn? Like the ability to, I don't even know the word for it. Is it ownership? Like the ability to take ownership and just kind of like step out of the matrix a little bit and stop, like, stop looking for instructions from everyone around you and instead like lay out those instructions for yourself. Cause I think well, that's like really the only skill that you need in life, honestly, because if you have that, then you can do anything. But yeah, is that something people are born with? No, I don't think it's born. I think it's something you need to learn, but it's also something you have to unlearn. What, what we've been taught through schooling is that you're always looking to somebody to give you a grade, you know, A, B, C, D, or F. Your, your value, your self-worth is based on somebody's external evaluation of you. You know, you've always been given a standard to perform to. And the second, you know, the, I notice a lot of people, they move from high school where they've always been told what to do, what to read, what the test is, et cetera. And then they go to college 
And they're, they're fumbling at college because they don't know how, how to do it on their own. They need to, somebody to guide them constantly. And then they get out of college and they go try and start a business and they have no idea because they can't, they're always looking for the great, somebody externally to tell them what's right, what's wrong. And that's the big jump is you have to make that, that transition and say, okay, I'm taking ownership of my business. I'm taking ownership of, of my life. And I'm going to live it my way, the way that my dreams, yeah, I have, a, I have a dream, you know, we'd all love to play the game like, you know, hit the ball like Tiger Woods, but none of us have Tiger Woods to swing. That's Tiger Woods' swing, you know? <laughs> so we've got to learn to play with our swing and, and also like that in, in, enjoy playing with our swing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you, if you had a, if you had a golf coach, you could like teach you, the best swing ever, or even like teach you Tiger Woods swing, it still wouldn't be Tiger Woods swing. And I think that's kind of like, that's one of the things you're saying. That's I think an important distinction is like, um, there are those people out there. There are coaches like Josh and yourself that can show you how to do something. But the, the missing element there is like, you have to take the ownership because like, you know, Josh can, show you how to do, how to squat with perfect form and how to like eat uh, the the right diet, but you're the one who has to implement that. You know, mm-hmm. there's no, like, he can't do it for you. So yeah. going back to the analogy of the golf courses, when you're on the driving range, you got a teacher that is there teaching you how to, how to hit the ball, but he's not teaching you how to play the game of golf. He's teaching you how to strike the ball, how to hit the ball. But then if you've got a good mentor, a mentor comes along and takes you off the driving range, takes you over to the rough and teaches you how to hit the ball with, the, with it above your feet. You know, it was flat and level when you were first learning. Now they're going to mentor. He's going to mentor you. He or she's going to mentor you to hit the ball above your feet, below your feet, thick grass, out of the sand trap, all these different changing conditions. But it's still not teaching you to play the game of golf. Where the game of golf is learned is now you got to take all that that skills or that awareness and an understanding of how to how to hit the ball and go out on the course and take ownership of that and play the course using the skills you got taught. So my job as a coach is to get you off that driving range, get you onto the course and get you, I'll, I'll go with you on the course. I won't carry your bag. Uh, I won't, <laughs> you carry your own bag. <laughs> I won't tell you what ball to hit, but I will, what I'll ask you, so what are you going to hit on this next shot? And tell me why, you know, what are you trying to achieve as this next hit? You know, I'm going to, I'm off the tee box. I'm going to try and hit the 150 yard market. Okay. Let's, let's see how you do. Boom. You hit the shot. Now tell me what worked, what didn't work, et cetera. But I still want you to, to look inside the, to solve the equation. So my job is I'm not a mentor who's going to take my worldly experiences and put them on top of you. I want you to take your experiences and, embed them into yourself so that it this becomes part of you. They like to say ownership, responsibility for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so hard in our society for people to learn how to do this? I, I think too much we've been we've been taught to always look for somebody else. Our self-worth is determined by somebody else or our self-value. And we don't take that time to, you know, if, if you're in the gym, we're looking around the gym is how much is he picking up? Oh man, he, you mm-hmm. know, that guy's been training for 10 years. I've been there a week. Okay. Uh, I am not going to be able to do the reps like them, but somehow I am assessing myself and saying my, my self value or self worth is less because I can't do that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't even grow. I haven't grown to that yet. You, you got to grow into. You got to compare similar stages of the journey. Mm-hmm. Do you think that things like social media or our current school structure is adding to this? Making uh, our it more challenging? School, our school system makes it very challenging. More and more, we're being, you know, we're always looking for that grade. You know, that, that's our determination. And we know that once you get out in the real world, that nobody's going to ask you for your high school diploma. Uh, yeah, no participation yeah. trophies. Yeah, there's, it, it doesn't <laughs> and, work. But social even, media also does, it. you said, we're looking to other people to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And go ahead, I'm yeah. sorry. No, yeah, I mean, I think I think even more than the grade is the instructions of how to get the grade. Like that was that was that was a thing that really shifted in my brain, even in the past few years when I started kind of going out on my own. Like I started my own business, investing in real estate, and I noticed like when it comes to real estate, which is one of those like really complex things, it's like nobody knows anything. Like it's, it's almost like laughable. You know what I mean? Like I have, you have this vision in your head that like, oh, my parents, my parents know what they're doing, right? Like they own a house, they know what they're doing. Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> and the, the real estate agents, they don't know, you know what I mean? Like they might know one specific thing. They know what they've done. A real estate agent might know like how to buy and sell houses, but like, you know, if you're trying to analyze what's going on with your sewer line, you know what I mean? You're going to have to find very specific people who know how to do it. It's like, really, it's crazy. Like, you know, I think it, it, when it comes to school, I think it is really bad for us in that way, which is like, you're so used to just this fantasy that there's like a teacher and they know what they're doing and they're going to give you the step-by-step instructions of how to study for this test. And that's, I think that like really hurts a lot of people throughout their whole lives. And they, a lot of people, I think, live their whole lives with that same kind of like fantasy in their head. You know what I mean? And and it's hard to like step outside of your own bubble and do something different when you're just used to that. Like in the workplace, it's like, just keep asking your manager, like, what do I do? What do I do? It's like, you're not, there's no way to level up with that mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I say to the kids is when I talk to them is that when it comes to the end of the end of your your tour, you've got to love the game more than you love the scorecard. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the day that you learn that, that scorecard, okay, is a tool to help you set goals, et cetera. But when it comes down to it, love the game more than the scorecard. Stop, stop trying to compare yourself to other people and play, have fun. Yeah, yeah. that's the difference between process-oriented goals and results-oriented goals. You know, you if, if you define your success by being able to hit par on the golf course, then you're probably going to be upset every time you play golf when you don't hit par on the golf course. But if instead you say, I just want to get really good at golf, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to be, have a much better time along your journey. You're probably going to turn into a much better golfer because you're not just trying to hit that one result of hit getting par. You're trying to become a better golfer and you do what better golfers do. And if you just really love the game of golf, then it's like, even when you're shit at it, uh, you're still out there having fun. You know what I mean? There's no, you're not, you're not like, if you're having fun in what you're doing, it's impossible to be a loser. And yeah. it, because, because who, who can say anything to you? 
Like if they're like, you suck, be like, I know that, but I love doing this. It's yeah. fun, you know? And if you, if it's impossible to be a loser, then it's much harder to feel like a loser and have that feeling of like, people are going to judge me. Cause if you love that thing, you don't really care if people judge you or not. Yeah. And no matter how bad a shot you have, uh, it only takes is one great recovery shot to make your day. You know, yeah. it's, it's that, yeah, you put it in the water on the par three. Yeah, man. And then you went back to the drop zone and you, you hold it with mm -hmm. the net, with your drop and you got par. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you will remember that your entire life. You will never, that, that recovery shot, that will be yours forever. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been better awesome. if, yeah, that was a three. But even if you would put it, you know, on the green to putt it, you would forget that in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. But that one great recovery shot from a bad lie, you remember. And, mm -hmm. and that's what makes it fun. That's it. So, you know, every, every mistake you make is an opportunity for, for a, an amazing recovery shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every loss is a lesson. You know, there's no such thing as being a loser if you're learning. And then at mm -hmm. the same time, if you're having a bad day on the golf course, I mean, I do this in the gym all the time. If, if, if it is not your day, then you pick something to work on. You pick one thing to work on, and then you can at least improve in some way that day. You're not going to have the best score. You're not going to have the best day of golf, but you're going to become a better golfer because you're working on improving something on the course, not just at the driving range. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's where, that's where the, the concept of practice comes in is you, sometimes you play the game of golf, I'm sure, right? But I imagine a lot of times you're practicing the game of golf. And I would say most of us that are doing that. Um, is that even, you know, like you say, once you're, once you start on, the, if, if you were playing in the tournament and it's going bad from the moment you realize, okay, I'm having a bad day, like you said, then everything is practice. So what am I going to work on? What's my next shot? You know, um, and, and that, that goes in our business too. If we're having a bad moment in, in business, okay, what is it I can actually step back? What are my lessons and what can I work on right now? So I don't, I don't do this again, or I get mm -hmm. better at this. Yeah. Constantly assessing, constantly assessing, being able to improve. And I think, you know, that comes down to the process. If you enjoy the process, then you're going to be great at what you do. But um, like a lot of us, like you said, we're too focused on the end goal. We're too focused on what other people are doing on external validation from people who don't matter, who aren't us. If we can learn to, play the game, if we can learn to mark our ball, take ownership, take accountability, responsibility, and practice in a way that is process driven. I think we're all, I think everybody's capable of greatness. You just need the tools like this and sometimes some perspective like this to, to help you, you know, see clearly. And it goes back to what are you practicing? A lot of times people in the driving range are out there just hitting balls. They've just got a bucket of ball. They're warming up. They're warming yeah. up. <laughs> They keep saying, and, and they'll be warming up for the rest of their life. And, but it's, I know that on the one course here at Boise Ranch, the, the third hole is a short par three. You know, it's like, a, it's like 145 yards to the green. And, I, and there's a water obstacle. I always hit the water obstacle. All right. So what am I going to practice? I should be on the practice. I know that's coming up. So I'm going to go practice hitting 150 yards, 150 yards, 150 yards. I'll take that whole bucket and work on that 150 yard shot, visualizing that event that's coming up. Now I know that's the third hole, but that uh, today I'm going to nail that hole because I have visualized, I have prepared for it, I practiced it, and then when I get on that hole, I don't see the, I see the driving range. You know? mm -hmm. I don't yeah. see the water. I don't see anything else. I see what I, 
that creation and I hit that 150 yard shot. Yeah. There's per there's purpose hits, behind your practice. And it hits the pin and rolls back into the water. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but no, but I, was, so I had a purpose for when I was practicing, not just warming up. Not to, so that's what I encourage is that even in business is, you know, how are, how is your sales in business? Have you practiced that sales pin? Have you created, you know, uh, that message over and over? And how many times have you done that? How many times have you pitched that to yourself? So now, now you're in, when it comes time to do it, it's automatic. Mm -hmm. Yep. Practice with purpose, practice with intent. Uh, Marshall, this has been a phenomenal conversation. And, and obviously, I time we could relate things back to sports. Uh, I'm always a big fan, <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I know that we're a little bit quick today, um, but I, I really enjoyed this. I want to, before you leave, give our listeners an opportunity to find you, uh, learn more a little, a little bit more about you. So why don't you give yourself a little bit of a plug? Tell us where we can find you on social, on the internet, some things that you have coming up. Uh, and then if you could leave us with some lasting words of wisdom, oh boy, I would really appreciate it. Some final thoughts. Oh, well, the, uh, you can find me at marshalltownsend.com or mt2leadership. All the social media platforms I'm with mt2leadership. Uh, and one of the things I got going on right now is I have a 30 day uh, positive quotes and leadership thoughts that you can sign up uh, on my website to take, get those. And then I'm getting ready to launch a mastermind on the 15 laws of growth from uh, John Maxwell. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Maxwell certified, a Maxwell leadership certified trainer. Mm -hmm. So I, I get to incorporate that in what I do with companies. And this is going to be a standalone mastermind uh, that we can sign up for. Um, and then positive quotes for the day. Well, I'll go back to the golf is that, you know, it, it, every time you hit the ball, it's, you've got to play it like it's the first time, uh, you, whatever's happened to you before, whatever's going to happen in the future. Don't worry about that. Every time you step up to hit the ball, hit it like it's the first time you you hit all day and give it 110%, uh, mm -hmm. swing. I love uh, that. Don't, don't, like I say, when I'm the driving range, uh, don't play, don't play a shallow game. Don't play short, you know, don't take the easy rate. Yeah. Um, but, but swing like it's, it's the first time you swung that day. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's just, that's just being present. That's just being present, not forgetting about, about you know, forget about the future, forget about, about the past, just be present with where you are right now. That's your one shot. Uh, so I think those, I think that's a great, uh, you know, final thought, little lasting words of wisdom. Uh, Marshall, I really appreciate you coming on. Really appreciate the story, the conversation that we had about accountability and ownership and discipline. And um, I think this was very valuable. So I highly recommend everybody go check out Marshall. Uh, the, the positive quotes, I think is a phenomenal thing to start your day with. So I think that would be valuable download. But I appreciate you coming on again. And everybody, I appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of the Struggle to Strength podcast. We will see you all next week. 